This morning's passage is from Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. The second passage is from Romans five seventeen through 21. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Please be seated. Thanks, bro. Thank you. We want to uh, bring up, I, I asked uh, this brother to give a testimony just to greet us this morning, and that is Tracy McGee from the CEO of Global Concepts down the street where, where, where our kids go. He's a brother, he's a believer, he's an awesome uh, brother in Christ, he loves Jesus with all of his heart, and it's pretty cool, isn't it? to have a, a, a brother in Christ in a position like that. So I'm going to ask you, Tracy, and put you on the spot. He didn't want to do it, but I, I forced him. You know how I am. And I pray that uh, just greet, greet our, our family today, okay, Tracy? God bless you. Love you. Good morning. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, and uh, good morning. it's a blessing to be here, and um, since Friday, the Lord laid on my heart uh, to come out here and see my, my brother and fellowship with you guys, and uh, it's um, being on the spot, I, I, I just, I guess I'm just going to share a little bit about who I am and uh, what the Lord has done in my life, and uh, with that being said, I was born and raised in Elmira, New York. Um, I come from a single-parent home. Elmira's more down in the country, so I was born up in, in the country. And um, born and raised there, um, played football, star athlete there. Um, before I even get into that, uh, just raised by a single-parent mother. Um, mom raised six of us. My dad passed away when I was two. My mom was shot five times by my father before 
he passed, and she was told she wouldn't have any more children. Um, I had four, I had four older sisters, and my younger brother and I came after she was shot. So um, obviously, um, they told her that uh, if she didn't abort me, um, then she would die as well. And she said, well, you know what? I'm not going to abort my child. Um, we'll both go, she said, but I'm, I'm going to have my child. So um, I'm here because I have a purpose. Um, and the more that I, I live and I keep living, um, God has continued to reveal and, and use me uh, for his glory. So knowing that, um, grew up, star athlete, uh, was inducted to the same Hall of Fame as Ernie Davis, and I just knew I was going to go and I had offers from Notre Dame, met Lou Holtz, and that's not what God had for me, so I blew my knee out my senior year. Um, so that path, I didn't take that path because God had another path for me. Uh, I was a little bothered by that, so I chose to show my anger. And um, Before I go there, because I was a star athlete, teachers just pushed me through the system so I could play football. Um, so I was, would say I was functionally illiterate. So I graduated when I was 20 years old. And when I blew my knee out, I turned to the streets. I turned to hang with the wrong crowd. I turned to selling marijuana, selling dope. Uh, been in several situations where um, my life could have ended. Been in shootouts. And to bring this full circle, being a young man who graduated when he was 20 years old, uh, God had a plan. And so I tell my, my, my children all the time that how I made it through college was I continued to read scripture and break down scripture. And um, that's how I, I taught myself um, as a young man. So I went on to ECC, uh, got my associates in recre uh, recreational leadership, went on to Brockport, got a bachelor's degree in um, physical education, went on from there. I guess it was, I was feeling good about it because I was saying, okay, here's this young man, and God was you know, working through me. So I was like, man, I, I like this feeling of, of being able to say that you know, no matter what people said about me, I am somebody and, and I can achieve. So I went on from there to Buff State and got my master's in um, multidisciplinary studies and a minor in, in urban education. But just want to share this with you. I went back to Buff, this is how God works. I fell out of Buff State with a .5 because I was partying, drinking, not making the class. I fell out with a .5. That, I don't know who, who does that, but I did it. <laughs> but how God works, he took me right back to the place I fell out, fell out of, and I got a master's in, um, from there. And then just worked several jobs, and I'm not going to get into all that, but uh, God was, I guess, you know, not guess. He is the potter, and we are the clay, right? right? So he was forming me. Uh, on the potter's wheel for a long time, and he's still doing the same thing uh, to this day. So then I went on, um, just had people in my life, and I never thought I would be in education. I always wanted to be a director of a Boys and Girls Club, and God had another plan in regards to education. So uh, met some people, um, Don Ogilvie, a good mentor who was a superintendent for BOCES, and he just showed me how to take the back way and get into education, and then I went on to Canisius and got my um, second master's in administration, and then I was a trainer, and so God was just moving, and um, it's just amazing. Uh, God's amazing. So here I am now, um, the CEO of Global Concepts Charter School. Um, 
not something that I was seeking. I never sought position. I sought to serve. I sought to share my testimony, but I guess God said, okay, just like uh, the shepherd boy when he's in the field, God knew who he wanted, the one that was serving, so he said, I'll elevate him. Um, so I, I am where I am today, so keep me in prayer. It's not about me. The testimony is about that when God has something for you and God wants to use you, nothing. He says, the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church, and we are his church. So just know that whatever plan he has for you, the gates of hell shall not prevail against his church. And what he wants to happen, he says in his word, that when I send my word out, and his word is hidden, and he said, hide your word in, my, in, in your heart so that you don't sin against me. So when he sends his word out, when he sends you out, it will not return back to him void. But it will accomplish what he chosen for it to accomplish. God bless you. Love you. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, bro. Good stuff. Amen. Wow, that was that was beautiful, huh? I knew I liked that guy. You know what I'm saying? I just... Oh man, Tracy, thanks. Thank you for that. What a way to end our series, created on purpose. A guy that was supposed to be aborted. His mother was shot five times. The mother said, I'm going to go with him if he goes. Look what the Lord has done in Tracy's life. Amen? So, what's going on in your life? And what's your excuse? Amen? Amen. To be used of God is our greatest desire. It's what we were created for. Adam and Eve had um, an opportunity that was unbelievable to engage in the wisdom and insight of God, the fellowship and intimacy of God. God came down and walked with Adam and Eve in the garden. Capacity to take in everything that God is. And God, you know, he's a poorer outer, right? And he loves to share and he loves to give. And he was willing and ready to pour out his life to Adam and Eve. All the wisdom and insight of the galaxies and the universes and and the makeup of animals and, 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 and agriculture and stars and the moon was at Adam and Eve's disposal for wisdom. But they had a choice, didn't they? They had a choice to respond to God and his rule over their hearts and lives or to respond to self-rule. And you know, whenever we think that God is holding out on us, we get in deep, deep trouble, don't we? We always say around here that God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. He's a sovereign God, and he understands what we need and what we're going through, and he engineers circumstances and situations to govern our future and our purpose in God. And we rest in that as a sovereign God that knows best. That's why we can say that God is good. All the things that happen to people in the flesh are not good. We don't, we don't thank God that for illness or sickness or tragedy, but we thank God that he's in that situation and he's going to perform his will and his purposes in our lives, come hell or high water, and he will do it. Adam and Eve chose their own way. The serpent who was Satan came to Adam and Eve, rebellious, and what did he say? Did God really say? Yeah. 
God really did say. Casting doubt, casting a lack of trust. That's why, as Tracy said, we need to have God's word in our hearts. So when the enemy comes against us with a tide of doubt and fear and questions and anxiety, we come back at him with the word of God. Amen? It's not our feel-so, it's God's say-so. And that old song that says, what does it say? (laughs) That old song that says, I believe in the word of God, and that settles it for me. Right? Go ahead, Richard, sing it out. Start over. I love his accent and his voice, amen? (laughs) Maybe I can start talking like him, I don't know. But that would be really, really cool. (laughs) Awesome, man. Wow. God said it, and I believe it, and that settles it for me. God said it, and I believe it, and that settles it for me. God said it, and I... I'm going to sing it until everybody sings. God said it, and I believe it, and that settles it for me. Amen. Give yourself a hand, all right? And you know what? Even if you don't believe it, it's settled in heaven, his word. Amen? The word of God will last forever and ever and ever. Adam and Eve sinned. They gave up their authority to a rebellious creature. And because of that abdication of authority, they suffered, didn't they? They were cast out of the presence of God, out of the intimacy of knowing God, the intimacy of receiving insight and wisdom from God. They were cast out. And relationally, all of a sudden, they were running around naked in the garden. I mean, come on, how, how better could it get? You know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, they look at each other with shame, guilt, and condemnation. Why? Because they decided to choose what would be right and wrong for themselves. So we live in a society and a culture in which people, institutions, organizations, politics, religion is choosing what is right outside of the context of who God is and his rule. And we're suffering, aren't we? You are created to rule. You see, God had a plan for Tracy to put him in a situation where he could, be, he, could, he could be a blessing. He could be an encouragement. He could rule and take dominion of his life and of his purpose. And because of that, many, many people are blessed. Hearing his testimony this morning was a blessing, wasn't it? Didn't it encourage you? The Bible says in Romans chapter 1 that we were ruled by sin. We needed a Savior. All through the annals of time and the pages of history, the pages of this book, God is preparing his son to die. And I bet his son was up in heaven. Just let me go now. Just let me go now. Just let me go now, right? Exodus chapter 19 is an interesting story. God said to Moses in three days, prepare yourselves because I'm coming down on the mountain. And when I come down on the mountain, my presence will be so great that no one can enter the mountain. If people try to enter the presence of God, they will be stoned or they will be shot at with an arrow. 
But he said, in three days, my presence will come, but they cannot enter in. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Hundreds of years later, Jesus Christ said, I'm coming to the mountain called Golgotha, Mount Calvary, and I'm coming and I will display myself for all who could see to come to that mountain and see me die, see me be bruised, see me suffer, see me take on the sin of the world was upon his shoulders. He who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might be the righteousness of God. Naked he hung on the cross. Don't fool yourselves. You see these nice little pictures with the nice thing draped along, right? No, no, no. He died naked. The Son of God, the living God, hung on the cross in humiliation and scorn and said, come and see me. Broken and bruised for you so that you might gain life and be restored back to the intimacy and the relationship of knowing God once again. Yeah, we're not ruled by sin anymore. We're ruled by the grace of God. Amen? Amen. See, where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. Amen? Amen? Whatever you throw at me in sin, God throws a whole lot more grace to overcome. Abundant grace abounding grace it is in abundance and it's not only in abundance it's more than you'll ever need to overcome to live a life of righteousness to make the proper decisions to say to god i want to serve you i want to be what you called me to be but i can't do it on my own i'm going to rely on your grace right abundant grace to see you through cause you to be what you you ought to be in god and to serve him with all of your heart and all of your mind and all of your strength and all of your soul how many of you have stirrings in your heart? God is stirring something in your heart that God wants you to be. But you got the, the, the devil saying, come on, you think, you think that's going to happen with you? Did he really tell you that? Right on. Every day, amen? Uh, let's turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. <clears throat> got to bring my glasses up here, guys. Got to. I'm just, man, it gets worse and worse every week. But I'm in, yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I believe it is verse 17. No, thanks. 2 Corinthians, here it is. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person, a new creature, a new creation. The old is gone. Say that with me. The old is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. We were created to rule so that we could become ministers of reconciliation. You feel that burning in your heart? Next verse. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead to people, come back to God. Amen? For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. He decides to use us in all of our experiences, 
all of our hurts, all of our pains. He's not going to clean you up to use you. He's going to use you in your brokenness and in your mess. Amen? And the comfort that he gives you, you will in turn receive that comfort from God, and it will be overflowing like rivers of life to comfort other people. That's called being used of God. You've got to present yourself as a vessel. And if your vessel is filled, God is not going to dump you out. You've got to dump yourself out. Amen? And receive from God and allow the presence of the Holy Spirit to come in and minister to you and allow you to see that you are an ambassador, a representative of God's rule on this earth. You are a representative of God's rule here on this earth. And you are a reflection of the character and nature of God. Yeah, you. Isn't that something? With all your faults and inadequacies, all your weaknesses, God says, you know what? You're weak. I know that. But that's good because my grace will be sufficient and my strength will be yours in your time of weakness. We can't do this based on our charm and good looks. Amen? Tracy McGee has, I don't know how many degrees. Did you catch it? I don't know. But he can't minister, be a minister of reconciliation without allowing his heart to be uh, turned and molded and shaped by God to preach and teach others. You ever lose something? I, I, uh, I was at a hotel and Steph and I, it was winter, and I left my jacket, my winter jacket, in the hotel, in the closet. But it was like a, yeah, you know, one of those jackets. So I didn't bother. I didn't, uh, I didn't go back and, and uh, ask them to send it to me or anything. I just let it go. And lots of times when it comes to lost and found, we either don't know we've lost something or we know we've lost something and it, the thing we lost has no value to us. Many Christians have lost their value as ministers of reconciliation. They don't count themselves as a minister. They don't count themselves as an ambassador. You've got to get your value back, and you've got to get your worth. You're worth something. Jesus died for you. Amen? Amen. Jesus died for you. Went to heaven and said, I've done my part. Now the Holy Spirit's part is kicking in. And the Holy Spirit has come to fill us and to use us and to anoint us, and to bless us, and to encourage us to regain God's rule on this earth. When Adam and Eve sinned, it brought chaos and confusion. We have chaos and confusion in our relationships. We have chaos and confusion in our emotions, and in our mind, in our inner soul, we weren't created to take the pain and the adversity and the sorrow of this life. You will not get through this life but for Jesus Christ to make you a new heart where his presence can come in and turn you into something beautiful. Amen? Garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And he gave us beauty for ashes. How many times have you thought your life was a wreck? Thought. God stirred you and made you beautiful once again. He's in the business of making you beautiful. Amen? Making you awesome. Turning you around and kicking you out into the world where you don't know what you're going to do, what you're going to say, but all of a sudden God's presence moves upon you and you minister to people, broken, broken people. Jesus showed us how to live out God's rule, and that was by being a servant. 
God's rule will be extended to this world when we love each other and when we love the unlovely, when we serve and when we give self-sacrificially and self-giving, without the concept that we'll be paid back or there'll be a reciprocal blessing back to us. How many times have you given? And you just said, that's for Jesus. Amen? If everything you do in this church and in our community is for Jesus, you'll be the happiest person ever. You might not get a pat on your back. You might not get all the accolades. But a chorus in heaven will be singing, praising God based on what you do in your activity for him. Amen? Let's go to Colossians chapter 3. Let's do Come on, focus. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Oh, oh. Mm. Okay. Verse 12. Colossians 3 verse 12. I got to read it from the thing. Okay? Yeah. Sorry. Here we go. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, Set apart, amen? Consecrated by him. Not by works of righteousness that you've done makes you holy. You think you're holy? Come on. You're holy because of what he's done, amen? You must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults. Is this one big? Woo! And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ, the peace of Christ, rule in your heart. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ or the word of Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Wives, submit to your... Yeah, this is good right here. (laughs) Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting to those who belong to the Lord. Let's stop right there. Uh Amen. Oh, oh no. (laughs) All right, wives. All right. Husband loves your wife and never treats them harshly. Okay, next. No, I'm just kidding. Let's go back to the husbands. Let's go back to the wives. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. Wives, submit. Now, wives, when you hear that word submit, a little anger and a little bit of, oh, yeah. Husbands. Love your wives and never treat them harshly. Next one. Children, always obey your parents, for this pleases the Lord. uh, Skip this one, too. Okay? (laughs) Fathers, do not aggravate your children or they will become discouraged. Do not provoke your children to anger. You know, there's been several times where Zachy has said to me, Dad, 
you're provoking me to anger. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, for some reason when he said that, made me a little bit more angry. You know what I mean? <laughs> but each of us have to, here's the thing. When we read wives submit to your husbands, we think that the wives have to submit. Husbands, here's the thing. You have to submit to love like Jesus Christ, right? Give your life over for your wife and for your family. This is how God's rule comes down into the family. We bring the rule of God into our family. Husbands, love your wives with everything that you have, giving your life over to them like Christ gave himself for the church. Yeah, husbands, we got it rough. We got to love. But it is so fulfilling as we take, a, take charge of our household and love the way Jesus did. And wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. See how it's all about submission? Verse 21, out of reverence for Jesus Christ, we submit one to another. And we bring the rule of God back into our hearts and into our lives. We clothe ourselves with the order of God, tenderness, humility, compassion. We give all these things, we live out these things in our, in our lives because we understand, you know what, I'm an ambassador. I've got a responsibility and a privilege, an undeserved privilege to be a minister of reconciliation and an ambassador for Jesus Christ. So I want to give you a charge today. to feel the compelling love of God, to push you out into a lost and dying world, to be an ambassador for him, and to be, to be a minister of reconciliation. If you got some things against somebody, get it straight. Get it straight and just love, amen? And just love. Jesus came and brought, brought us back to the place where we have fellowship with God and fellowship with each other. True, loving fellowship. Amen? That gives honor and glory for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Let's live it out on a daily basis. I want to encourage you to get out to a life group. We dive into the Word of God. We share our grace stories. The Bible says that we overcome the enemy of our souls by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and the word of our testimony. Amen? When we talk about the blood of Jesus, how he's cleansed us from our sin, how when Tracy was saying that he was like this, but then God took him and made him like this, ooh, Satan hates that. And we like to do one of these, right? And then when we give our testimony of the grace of God and how, what God is doing in our life, he flees and he takes off because we're submitting ourselves to God. We're resisting the devil and he flees from us. I want to encourage you to do everything you can to be with brothers and sisters for the day is fast approaching that we'll see Christ face to face. The Bible says when we know this, when we understand it, when the times are evil, when men have a form of godliness but they deny, they deny the power, when they're always learning but never come and recognize the truth. The Bible says in the end days men's hearts will fail them because of fear Now's the time to get together and encourage one another, spur one another on for good works. Amen? I want to allow you to be stirred today. 
stirred and shaken. Amen? Not to be a secret agent for God, but to be an open agent, shaken and stirred by God to reach a lost and broken and dying world. You have an understanding of how God wants to use you in your brokenness? If you can get out of your adversity and out of your circumstance and allow God to speak to you alone, apart from your mess, and say, allow him to come and, and tell you that he wants to use you as you are. Remember that old hymn, Billy Graham? Just as I am, I come. Amen? We're created to rule. We're created to be governed and ruled by the Spirit of God because the grace of God abounds in our hearts and he wants to do a great work on you to make you an ambassador of Christ and a minister of reconciliation. Let's bow for a word of prayer. God, we love you today and we thank you. Thank you for the greatness of who you are. We thank you for your glory. And we thank you now that we are representatives of the very glory of God. The redemption of mankind is seen through us as we reflect your character and your nature in a broken world. So God, we thank you so much for your great, great, great gift. Wonderful, abounding grace. Super abounding grace superabounding grace that gives us more than we'll ever need to overcome our sin, overcome our trauma, to overcome our adversity, to give us a peace in our circumstance and situation today, knowing that you are the sovereign God that understands us and knows us best. What you bring to us is good. What you have in store for us is good because you are a good God. What you have in store for us is great how you want to use us is great because we serve a great God. Pray, Lord, that the greatness and the goodness of God would stir us to repentance. Bring us back to you as we hear the call to come back to God. And be used of God, we pray. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen and amen.